We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, the Golden State Warriors beat the Miami Heat 123-110. I feel like I'm back in my M limit. We have, we have Tim playing our music. Mm. Uh, you know, it took us a few shows to figure out how to uh, how to do this thing on YouTube. And at best, we're at big gym levels right now. You know, hands thrown in the air. Um, uh, you know, Tim's Tim's telling us we're doing a great job, and everyone else is messing up. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, no, man, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go into negativity. Um, I thought that was a fun Warriors game overall. That was that felt, um, especially the second half. That felt like what we watched four months ago, right? That felt like a winning championship basketball team that is not going to lose big games that's what that felt like best team in basketball yeah i mean look <laughs> fitz is fitz is hilarious because um he has points to make and he's gonna drive them home you know <laughs> but the miami heat are one of the best run teams in the organiz- in the nba you know whenever the warriors play them it's 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 kind of fun they're they're a good team there's some back and forth there's um there's a little showmanship there and i thought that's what we saw tonight i thought the warriors looked super motivated you could tell they wanted to they wanted to win this game because they're about to hit what is a six game road trip yep on the east coast whatever yep so they they were like we're not leaving with a loss you know we probably dropped one too many games right home to start the season so there's that going into it and you know it always starts with the best players with the Warriors. And so we'll start with Steph Curry um, because none of it really matters outside of him. And he just, I mean, he's playing like the MVP of the league and it's kind of subdued just because at this point, 30 efficiently is just the expectation tonight. 13 for 22. Let's throw up the box score. Nope. Seven for 14 from three, seven rebounds, nine assists, just at 33, seven and nine, like it's nothing, which has been kind of what he's been doing most of the season in general. Uh, and it's just, it's easy to forget how old he is, man. It's easy to forget that he's going <laughs> to turn 35 around the all-star break this year. Um, no sign of slippage, wow. just, just total control again against what? What's Miami at worst? Like top fifth, top three, five defensive yeah, team? Top five, yeah, top five. At least, at least. Smartest team in the NBA type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Isn't the difference between these two? There's so many similarities, right? Steve Kern and Spo are, what, two of the best five coaches in the entire league. Both defensive-minded coaches. Um, I think if you're a fan base of – if you're a fans of either team, I think – I think Miami fans argue about Spo's offense, right? We Warriors fans do the same thing. But when it comes down to it, those two guys are probably the best defensive coaches in the NBA. Um, Miami, I, I think the difference when you talk about Steph between these two teams is obviously Steph, right? Because they both have like kind of that Draymond at BAM. It's kind of similar, right? Like the, that anchor that can make a defense great. They even Jimmy. have Jordan Poole and Hero, right? Jimmy Butler, who's a good offensive player. They got a bunch of wing shooters, Struce, all those guys. 
But the difference is, and when you watch these type of games, the difference is the Warriors have a top 10 player of all time and the Miami that's not even close, right? Miami just has, like, when it comes down to a Jimmy Butler struggling to get, to get by someone, Tyler Hero is not really that guy offensively. And, and Struess and those guys are just running around offense and Bam's kind of, Bam frustrates me, but Bam had a good game tonight. But it's, it's always the difference. The difference is that the Warriors have Steph. We saw that against Boston in the finals. The Warriors have Steph. We saw that against Memphis, saw it against Dallas, right? The difference is they have the best player on the court. And tonight it was obvious. When it came down to it, Sam, I'm going to start calling the, the last six minutes of halves uh, the adults are in. That's what I'm going to start calling it. The adults <laughs> are in. So the Warriors yeah. put the adults in with uh, about six minutes left today. They were up by three, I believe, with six and a half. They win the game by like 10, right? 20, 13, actually, right there. So it was, I mean, it's Steph, it's Clay made some big shots, Wiggins. And by the way, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney, are they the best offensive rebounders in the entire NBA? Best trio of offensive rebounders. So, so but like you said, it all comes back to that guy who's, who's the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean, look, it's easy to watch Miami and just be like, oh, I'd love to have Gabe Vincent on this team. I'd love mm-hmm. to have Caleb Martin. I'd love mm-hmm. to. And, and they do have like a lot of players who – I would love to have on the Warriors, but you lose sight of the bigger thing, which is they would trade all of them for number 30. You know, they're like, we can find another Max Struess. We can find another Caleb Martin. Might not find him overnight because it's not that easy. You know, like, you know, just being honest about it. But like, you can't find generational players like Steph Curry overnight. And and to me, that's the big difference. I think Steph is, at this point, I, I'm not going to pull the numbers up. He's averaging around 31, 6, and 6, um, which gets back to the general point, which is just like the, the ease at which he walks into 30 and shooting 44% from three on ridiculous volume and shots that everyone knows he's going to take. I mean, Steph at one point pulled from 40 and you're just like, yeah, that's normal. That's that's just what he does. Doesn't matter. Still going to shoot 44% on those shots, you know? It just out of his mind. So got to call that out first because sometimes I feel like we get too into the weeds and we want to talk about Moses Moody and Jordan Poole and, <laughs> and Baldwin, Kuminga, and Wiseman. And, like, I get it. It's fun, you know? But never lose sight of the fact that um, number 30s once in a lifetime and – it's, you know, it, you're not going to replicate that. Even if you win beyond him, you're just not going to replicate the feeling that a player like that gives you. Zero free throws. A couple, two things. One, zero free throws. The man plays honest basketball. He is the most fun player to watch in sports right now. Um, him and Patrick Mahomes are the two most fun players I see in sports today. Um, it's not close. Uh, and then number two, one thing I really noticed about him is, is he's making the pump fake threes now. I remember being very frustrated the last two years watching him kind of pump fake coming off the screen and then shooting, like not just going straight up, but like pump, half pump and shooting. And he would never make it. Now he's making all of it. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of absurd. So I forgot that he's turning 25 come February. I forgot that he's going to be February when the playoffs come around. Uh, I know you mentioned 35, 35. What did I say? say? 25. Yeah, no way. He looks 25. You just. Uh, you just you're you're just in one of those midlife crisis moods. You're, you're trying to pretend you're not in your thirties, dude. I I hangover says otherwise. Um, it does though. It does. The easy comparison for me is it does feel like LeBron. Um, because you you see LeBron four years ago, three years ago, he was, in my opinion, also at his physical and mental peak, and Steph is that right now. Um, absurd, just absurd. What he did to Tyler Hero, pretty sure that's illegal. Pretty sure you get sent <laughs> to jail for that. Um, not that was really one fair. of my. That was one of my favorite things about it, by the way, is um, they decided to mis- mismatch Hunt Tyler Hero a little bit. It was sure. a little like, oh, this is getting, this is getting tight. Let's, let's put the weak, weak link through this. Let's make him have to guard Steph Curry. Have fun, buddy. Yeah. Well, which is, which is interesting, right? Because it was Jordan Poole didn't play in crunch time, which I thought was the right move against a team like this. Um, and it, they're kind of similar-ish players. I think Poole's a yeah. lot better, but they're similar-ish, right? And so... Um, I thought Steve Kerr did the right thing. He he went big to close it, and and I know we're going to talk about a lot of these other players coming up. But um, I just I just love that lineup now. Um, I know we talked about this last last pot, Sam, but you never thought that Draymond and and Looney front court would work, but Draymond and Looney front court is freaking incredible. 
It's hilarious. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, we, spent, we spent like two thirds of last year being like, they can't win in crunch time with this lineup. Now it's like, I don't, we don't, no need for a big man. Good. You can't win good. without them. You can't win yeah, without exactly. those guys in the lineup. It's absurd. Absurd. Um, let's talk Draymond real quick. Yeah. 10 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Obviously, the box score doesn't do Draymond numbers. Of course. I think Draymond's been phenomenal to open the season. Um, he looks quicker than he looked in the playoffs. Uh, if you believe the back was limiting him, this is evidence for that. Because in my opinion, he 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 just looks faster than they did back then. Um, defense is always going to be there. IQ is always going to be there. But a little more aggressive attack in the basket. Um, overall just looks, uh, looks honestly as good as he looked to open last year, if not a little better. And it's interesting. Cause when you think about the backdrop of him, not getting the extension and him being like, I'm playing for it. Yeah, man, he looks, he looks great. Um, it's pretty obvious that he was hurt in the postseason now, right? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, we didn't really talk about that. I think you and I sat here a lot and, and, and talked about, them struggling, but I, it just never occurred to me that that back was still bothering. I mean, I always feel like when you're out there, you're out there, right? With Clay, same thing. You're out there, you're out there. Um, but it's obvious that Dre was compromised. It's actually pretty amazing he didn't bring any of that stuff up, uh, knowing knowing Clutch uh, and how they operated. <laughs> it's it's crazy that he didn't bring up, you know, hit it. Hardest road? Hardest, you know, uh, the documentary was crazy, by the way, uh, other couple weeks. We're not going to talk, we're not talking about that. Um, Draymond has been incredible. In his words, absolutely incredible. <laughs> Some of the cool stuff is is he's actually cutting to the rim. It's really not about making those layups, although although you always want him to make those layups. But he's taking them with force, with actual yeah, force. Yeah, right. Good. Like today, I watched. Um, I was busy. I couldn't catch the end of the the Nets Mavs game, but I saw the beginning of the game and I saw Ben Simmons pretty much have a wide open. Actually, didn't play that bad. Simmons didn't, but he he went viral that because he had a wide bad. open. <laughs> yeah, five footer. He could have taken another dribble and just dunked it, right? Uh, peak, uh, peak Ben would have done that, but he shoots like a like a hesitant floater, airballs it, and he's just not playing with force. Uh, who always says with force? Is it Steve Kerr that always says that? I think he always says that. And so I think Draymond's doing that on offense right now, which is uh, pretty encouraging. Um, can, can you say that it's contract year, Draymond? Can we say that? I don't know if it's technically is, is next year is his contract year, but anyway, he's playing like it. Yeah, and he said... I'm going to have a great season. I'm going to feel motivated by it. And you never really know how people react to it, but it's not surprising to me Draymond's reacting to it. I mean, he's – do not confuse him punching a teammate and kind of having discretions with him not being a phenomenal basketball player. Would I prefer he didn't do that sort of stuff? Obviously. <laughs> you know, like – and and am I willing to say, like, you have to factor that into – your decision-making with, do you want to keep going forward? Like, yes, those are decisions that GMs, owners, coaches have to make. Like it's just reality, but he's, he's a very special player. Like it's just not that easy to find guys who can do all the things he can do, namely anchor a defense, get you out in transition, make all the high Q plays he makes. Like a lot of the warriors, Offense is based off of the fact that they generate easy offense, and who leads to easy offense more than Draymond Green? Yeah, yeah. He's. You look at the game tonight, and there's a lot of highly paid players on the Warriors. There's a, high, a lot of highly paid player on the on the Miami Heat. Duncan Robinson Both gets sides. a lot of money yeah. to do not, to do absolutely nothing out there. Draymond get, gets gets what twenty twenty five million a year, and his next contract isn't going to be much more than that, right? So, but you watch the games, and especially when you watch these playoff games, and you cannot tell me that that Draymond, whatever his contract is rated, that he's at that level. He is a lot higher than that. He is a lot higher than what, what Poole is getting paid, what, what Duncan Robinson getting spent. This is not slander for the other guys. It's just, you know, I think you talked about it once. It's just those guys don't get paid. Those defensive goons, glue guys that can't get a bucket, right? Like those guys don't get $30 million. And, and you know, maybe that was part of what Draymond's angst was. But, dude whatever he did to get through that, or maybe that punch helped him get through it. I don't know. Maybe he like unloaded and it helped him, you know, vent out the frustrations. That's his therapy, right? Uh, whatever it is, dude, he Deepak, is out there. Deepak Chopra told him to just hit pull and get rid of it. Get rid of that negative energy. We're good to go. We're good. Um, 
Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. It's it's like I say, it's two separate conversations. Would I prefer he not fly off the handle like that? Of course. I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think anyone does. But I'm not going to pretend he's not as good a player as he is because he does stuff that I don't like. You know? Like, the reality is that that's how life works. Sometimes people you work with are not your favorite people in certain things, but you have to make judgment calls on if they provide enough value to justify it. In his case, he does. I'm sorry. And it's, uh, you know... There's a lot of games. We're in game five. Uh, 77 more of these suckers and and hopefully some playoffs too, you know? So yep. so yep. no reason to get into it, but I, 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 it, it always hits me. It always irks me when people are like, just get rid of him. I'm just like, all right, you're just, it's an emotional response. You're not like thinking this through the whole way and, and putting it into context. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk about another player on the Warriors who's playing phenomenal basketball, who's less of a lightning rod, Andrew Wiggins. Another excellent, consistent two-way game from 18 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He's averaging over a steal and a block a game. He's in the, he is currently, he's in that fantasy gold category when you're getting, when you're getting threes, steals, and blocks. And and you know fantasy's fun, but like he's doing it in a meaningful way in terms of winning too. So, ten ten rebounds, three offensive rebounds. Uh, also, now the best defender on the team. We talk about him kind of taking clay spot, guarding the the quick guards. I do think they'll need another guy to to share that role. Maybe that's Dante, maybe that's Moody, maybe that's Kaminga. But Andrew Wiggins is that guy right now. Also played thirty seven minutes, which is as much as, as Steph did, which tells you that Steve wanted to win this game. Uh, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna mess around. And uh, he is – you have a take about Wiggins. I'm not sure if I agree, but we spent a lot of time talking about him being the second most consistent player in the postseason. Do you still hold that? Do you still think that that's the case for the Warriors? And do you think that that's going to be the case for the Warriors this entire season? Consistent's tough. Best is tough because – even when Clay was the number two option, I would argue Draymond Correct. was the more important player. Correct. But I do think at its core, Wiggins is is pushing to replace Clay in terms of value on this team. Um, he obviously checks the best perimeter player, which is something Clay used to do. He also is pretty close to a reliable 20 points efficiently every night. Does he do it the same way clay does? No, there's more cutting. There's more slashing, but I really think the rebounding opened up his game to the point where I'm like, this is the second best. This is the number two option on this team because the Wiggins a year ago, if his shot was working, he gets you 25 to 30. If his shot was off, he's not really doing too much, but unlike clay, people aren't guarding him. Like he's the greatest shooter of all time. Right. They guard click that. Current Wiggins, if his shot's not working, he's like, I'm just going to crash the glass and get 10 points off yep. offensive rebounds. Yep. And he and he did that in the playoffs, and it caught us all off guard because he'd never really done it with consistency previously in his career. And he's carrying it forward this year. Uh, tonight's a perfect example. Three offensive rebounds. I Off the top of my head, I can think of two buckets he got just, you know, swoop in, get the ball, put it back up, boom. Points right there. And those are the type of things that, that that preclude you from having those consistent like nine point nights, which was kind of a Wiggins thing in the past 
where it's like, yeah, some nights it's 20, some nights it's eight. Right. And, and you're, you know, the consistency is just, it's impressive. He's, he's in his prime. He's exceeded every expectation I've had, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to like pretend I saw it coming in any sort of way. Um, and he is like, it's Steph, it's Wiggins, it's Draymond in, in many ways. Um, players around them are a little more interchangeable in some capacity. Yeah, I'm with you. And he's never looked as comfortable and confident as he does right now. The way he's mm-hmm. shooting those shots, I think he expects to make those shots. He's also getting big off, big, not just offensive rebounds, but defensive rebounds. He's pretty obviously the most athletic dude on the court, especially against Miami. Miami is not athletic. Um, and neither is Golden State, really, especially when they don't play some of the younger, especially when they don't play Kaminga. He's the most athletic guy on the court. And I don't know. I feel like he's always known that. But when you do, <clears throat> when you've done it before on the biggest stage, and you do it against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Robert Williams, dude, I was watching Game Six, Game Five highlights the other day. He was cooking Robert Williams. <laughs> he was giving him a shoulder in the lane and then doing a flip shot. Game Five at home, do or die, right? Two two series. That dude's cooking Robert Williams down the stretch. When you do that, right? He he's looking at this mid late October game against Miami. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Like I, I'm I'm that guy. Right, I'm comfortable. I'm gonna get paid 27 million on average a year for the next four or five years. Like I'm, I'm good. And I think that's where Andrew Wiggins is now. Uh, didn't know that he was such close friends with Jordan Poole. You see the post game interview; those guys are so yeah, happy yeah. together. That's pretty cool. Um, it's good to see this this team smile after after what's happened right uh, the last <laughs> last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I I think my pushback to that is it always does. It's just different ways that they impact the game. I, I do think. You know, when you look at the Lakers, when they won the championship, it's LeBron, AD, and everyone else is, is kind of just role players, right? And you sure. look at Giannis, it's like, it's Steph and Giannis. Steph and Giannis have this kind of similar similar thing where you look at the supporting cast and you're like, yeah, they're way, they're like two tiers below him, but they're all in that same tier. They're all like all tier three-ish guys, but there's nobody in the tier two. And then you've got Steph and Giannis just peak tier one. Yeah, one it's one, it's one, one right? superstar. And it's a bunch of guys who are like kind of all star ish. Like ish, they're, they're right? good. They're good players that you, everyone would want them on their team, but it's that one guy that unlocks them. It, it, oh, that's a good way to put it. It does remind me like Kobe did that when Shaq left, he did that where he had Powell, Lamar, Ron Artest or metal world peace, right? He had a bunch of role guys that helped them win a couple titles. And, uh, you know, there's just different ways, I think, to win championships. And Steph went from, you know, Draymond used to be a lot better back then in, in the first iteration. Then you add KD, then you have two top five guys. And now it's Steph, and then, like, it feels like three super role players. And then Jordan Poole, who's just a lightning rod, right? He could, do, he could just drop 30. So, um, interesting. Uh, I think those guys are all at the same level to me in terms of, like, same level tier. Clay, Clay, can, Clay looked a lot better in the second half. Can we talk about him for a second? It's been kind of frustrating, and he looks kind of depressed out there, but he looked a lot better in the second yeah, half. Let's, 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 yeah, let's right. talk Clay. We, we have the box score up if you're watching on YouTube. Six for 19, five for 14 from three. Um, at one point, it was, what, three for 14. So he, he did start making more shots at the end. But you're right. Like, it's not about the numbers because everything looks good coming off of Clay's hands. Like, yep. the funniest thing about him is, like, it does not matter what kind of shape he's in or anything. It's like, shot goes up. You're like, yeah, looks good to me. You know, and then, <laughs> and then it goes in or it doesn't. Um, it, it, tell me what you what you mean, though, by him looking sad. Uh, he's someone that. I don't, I don't know if he's – it's not about worrying about people taking a spot or anything like that. I don't think it's a Jordan Poole thing. To me, I think is he thought that he would be back to 2019 now. He thought that because he had gone through the postseason and finals and had won, he thought with a full offseason he'd be back. But he doesn't know that when you become 30, Sam, you when you get to 31, he doesn't know. He doesn't know you got to work a lot harder to get back to equilibrium. And I think that he understands now that it's a way harder path to become who he was. I actually am pretty confident that he gets there. Like come come December, I think he's going to be there uh, to where he was last season and better. I just think that he looks depressed because he thought he'd be there right now. And uh, he's not. He's not. So it's going to take a couple months and you can just see he's just really sad about it every game. Yeah, he's definitely in his own head about it. And in true to clay form, I would not be surprised if he had eight threes tomorrow. Or sorry, um, 
Saturday yeah. when they play yeah. their next game, you know, yeah. or something like that. But it's like um, the frustration of not being able to do what you want to do is clearly a clay thing. Um, the funny thing about Clay is I feel like his defense has been better than I expected right? in the early part of the season, and that's been the general theme of this team. The starting lineup looks ready to win a title, and everyone else looks awful. They actually look better tonight, just to be clear, but it's like, you know, if you want to say that there's this lineup differential, you have to you have to at least be honest about the fact Clay's defending well in the starting lineup just as well as anyone, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. This, I mean, before we get to the goons, let's kind of let we can kind of end it with that line, right? The starting lineup, the top six guys, they're ready to win a championship right now. They can do it today. They're the best, the best six on the floor, any floor in the NBA today. The rest of the team, wait and see. That's what the regular season is for. We've got 70, 77 games. more of them. Yeah, I, I will say more. I want to let, let's talk about them just a little bit before okay. we get to the goons. Okay. Jamichael Green, best game as a warrior. I, I know it's game number five, so it's not like we're, you know, it's love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, but I thought he officially asserted himself a little more, did some of the things I expect him to do. He didn't hit any outside shots, but he was very aggressive on the glass, four offensive rebounds, and just generally was his presence is felt, right? James Wiseman. Um, I thought this was Wiseman's best game of the season. Uh, points are not my my measure for that. It's just more like feel and floating into the game. Uh, they didn't bleed minutes the way they did the last few games with him. I thought his defense leaves some to be desired, but it, if it gets closer to neutral, I'll take it right now. I mean, if it's neutral, I would be freaking – I might run around. I might streak naked and – I live next to a school. Maybe I won't do that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, with you on Jermichael Green, um, he's he's really athletic. He's a lot more be- – because I have in my head that he's Otto Porter's replacement, I just thought he would be like a really yeah, you, low. You, you, you're comparing him to Otto. And you're, yeah, I know what you're talking In my about. head, and all of a sudden, Jermichael Green just soaring and getting off. I don't think he's as smart as Otto Porter. I actually I – don't, I don't think he really knows he – he didn't cut as well. He didn't space as well. He didn't make the same passes. Definitely not like Otto – but the dude is very athletic. Also, I think he might be a better shooter or more willing shooter, quicker release, all of that. With you on that, uh, the Wiseman stuff, I'm not – I don't have anything on him. I'm, I will agree with you on that. My one thing – and Steve Kerr brought this up, Samuel, uh, at the end. Jonathan Kaminga, I've, I've – enough. I've had enough. DMV Should- coach's decision tonight. I know – I know Steve said you can't play ten more than 10 guys. I agree. I agree. You don't want to play – let's, let's pull the tweet up. Just so we can, yeah. so we can talk about it as a family. As, uh, <laughs> um, I didn't even see. There you go. Okay, there you go. I, I'm getting frustrated because I feel like Kaminga has the ability to help this team now. I don't think that he's going out. He's going to be out there as as like a really a, a true detriment. It's not like he doesn't belong. It's not like his Chris Chio's out there and just doesn't shouldn't be on a basketball court. So I'm frustrated. I think he should play. I also think that with the road trip coming up with some back-to-backs that he's going to get a lot of burn here coming up. So I, I don't know if I'm worried about it. It's just frustrating, Sam. It's killing me. I want to see Kaminga play. Yeah, from from friend of the show, Shana Rubin. Um, I'm like friend of the show, Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kerr on Kaminga's DNP. It's hard to play more than 10 guys. It just is. Asked about how he's taking it. He's not happy, and I don't want him to be happy. I want all my guys to want to be out there, but it's a necessary part of growth to learn how to win. Um, feels political. Uh, my here, Here's my thought. I think Kuminga is not playing for a reason. And I'm not going to blame the coaches or anything for this. I think he's not doing something in practice or he's doing something that is annoying them and they want him to do it. And I'm just curious what that thing is. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Because to me, he has incredibly high upside. And not just long-term upside, but playoff upside for this team. So it feels a little like how they did, how they treated Jordan Poole with the tough love. And I'm curious to see how it plays out. Uh, that's exactly what it feels like. It does feel like the Jordan Poole stuff. Uh, re, re, redux. 
right? He just running it back, doing it again. Uh, and we were just as frustrated that time with Jordan Poole, right? In the second season when he got sent down to the G League. Should they send Kaminga down to the G League? Uh, I don't know. But it's uh, it's tough watching him not play right now. Though, back-to-back coming up, road games coming up, Draymond's going to sit a couple games, Clay's going to sit a couple games, right? Wiggins going to sit a couple games. So he's going to get his run. It's It's interesting because you're right. I do think it's not the talent stuff that's the reason why he's not playing. It, it feels like it's probably mental stuff why he's not playing, right? It's probably because they don't feel like he's – when he played the other game, he came in and just played with zero energy. And I remember watching him in Summer League, same thing. He just didn't want to play in Summer League. And that's the kind of stuff that I think that – it's obvious Steve Kerr knows this, right? So um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and it does feel like they're trying to motivate him through the minutes this way, and we'll see if it plays out. Um, I don't know. They, In my opinion, they need Kuminga come playoff time, um, and that's as much a positional uh, thing as that. Well, okay, okay. So need fair, fair need needs a little dramatic, but if you were to ask me, could they use another 6'8 wing yeah. who can guard up a yeah. position? Yes. So he fits that skill set. But then again, every team in the NBA wants as many of those guys as possible. So uh, maybe it's me just projecting what I want from him. Like, ultimately, I, I thought, I think part of it is is at least related to the fact he's not rebounding the ball. You know, that's part yeah. of it, too. But there's a lot of things. He's not playing enough for us to, like, go off of a, a data set that's like, oh, he's not doing X, you know? Yeah, yeah. It would behoove the Warriors, I think, to your point what you're trying to say. It would behoove the Warriors to develop Kaminga into a rotation player for the postseason. Perhaps that is more important than, say, developing James Wiseman into a JaVale McGee-type player for the postseason. And and, and, and in so, I think I agree. I think I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Before we get to the goons, I had one other player we want to talk about, which is Moses Moody mm. and, John, and Jordan Poole. We didn't touch on them. You know, it, when Steph when Steph has a game like this, we we, we get way into it. So just gotta gotta give those guys a little bit of a shout out. Jordan Poole not shooting the ball as much as I would expect. Kind of weird, but the assists, the the passing, it's there. Uh, and then Moses Moody, I mean, I refuse to believe he's twenty years old. Just the, the old man game, just vet looks look good. I think he's. I know he wasn't getting minutes in the first couple of games. I have a hard time imagining he's not playing 20 minutes a game going forward. You know? I know. I know, man. It just always feels that way. And then, and then he'll play 10 minutes on Saturday, right? But the feels, uh, the feels too high, man. The, it's the combo of feel shooting. It, he's, he's good, man. He's too good. He's just too damn good to not play. And he's too smart. And he's too, he just plays the way the Warriors play. You know, I was. I watch a lot of Kings games because they're kind of the only game at night on the West Coast other than the Warriors. And when the Warriors are playing, I'm watching the freaking Kings. You know I love myself some Keegan Murray, right? You know I loved myself some Tyrese Halliburton when he was on the Kings. You know I love myself some Franz Wagner, uh, by the way, who was drafted uh, after coming. <laughs> Moses Moody is on that same page. You know I love me some Devin Vassell, great fantasy player. Um they're already sitting Devin Vassell. They're already sitting him because the Spurs are a joke and they, they're already tanking in game five. Too, too good. He's winning this game. Yeah, hilarious. Those guys are winning players. To, to what you said at first about wing guys that are going to be most important in the postseason, those guys can play. Moses Moody, I would put potential to be right in that tier. Going to play winning basketball in the postseason. You're going to need him to guard you know, the Memphis wings, the Dallas wings, right? He's going to be able to play, has to play. What did he, he play tonight? What did he play tonight? 17, 17 minutes? minutes? Yeah, you know, should be 27. <laughs> uh, Ty Jerome, eight minutes. Hey, Ty Jerome didn't play bad tonight, by the way. I, I, I'm i always ready to slander the two-way guy. I'm always ready, but no, he wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. You, you, got, you, you guys are just always no terrible. No yeah, yeah, you want to blame Chioza. You don't want to blame. Always. You don't want to blame Steph. It's awful. Always. Oh, oh yeah. all right. Let's Always. let's get to let's get to the goons. Who we got one next? Man, one man we can always. Come oh, out. you're reliable, reliable. Yo, shit. Hey, yeah, y'all right, caught me in the up, middle. Of, y'all caught me in the middle of going crazy. All right, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I was crushing a burrito. All right, 
What's up, y'all? From from where? Uh, this place, uh, Pinchest Tacos in LA. Oh, okay, you're in LA. Nice. Okay, nice. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's good shit. Shitty city, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, get money here. Anyways, oh, um, uh, it was a. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, don't get me in trouble, man. My girl in the other room. Um, <laughs> it was a. It, it was a cool game. Uh, first, not, not uh, full of lowlights. Game from Wiseman. He had like a a weird thing where like he was magnetic to buckets. People were just like getting crazy floaters and step back threes just as long as he was in the vicinity of the shot. So he was, he was getting those, those minus 50 net rating shits that made him seem like the worst player of all time. Um, It was, it was nice to see him do that. I don't know what the fuck is up with the Kaminga thing. I think I I honestly can't imagine what the hell it would be like outside of just a legitimate roster crunch. Like, I don't actually think he did anything to like, piss anybody off in practice although if that happened like if he was being like annoying I don't think Kerr would let us know about it especially not after the Draymond leak like I think whatever is going on internally this year is going to be like it's not getting out if there whatever whatever might have gotten out in in years past we're not getting shit this year so um I do think though once he once he does lock into the rotation I think it's going to be kind of like last year where he's going to be hard to take out just because of the shit he's he's doing, um, but yeah, I, I'm happy to see Wiseman Wiseman do well. Bam was cooking him for a second though. That was Bam. Always like, it always it, surprises me where Bam's just. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. I was gonna be like, but that's also unfair. Bam's Bam's an all star. Bam's one for of the sure. best players in the league for sure. For sure. I, I feel like I I defend Bam the same way I defend Draymond. I have, I have a soft spot for these dudes who just always don't get their respect. Oh, speaking of Draymond, uh, at the beginning of last season, before he uh, hurt his back, he was an All NBA level player. He's an All NBA level player right now. Like, I, it's kind of weird because which which y'all were saying, like, because Wiggins is a legitimate uh, like All Star caliber player, but when Draymond's on this, I don't. It's weird to rank him because like all of his scoring is created off of you know, weird fake triple handoffs and, and, and kind of like create. Yeah, it's, it's, step. There's no real context for it. It's not like, you yeah. know, it's, like, it's not throw it to him on the wing and let him go to work. Yeah. Yeah. But damn, when he's playing like this, like how many guys are you taking over him? If you want to like, the Warriors might have the best offensive and defensive player on in the league. Just uh, my hot take is ever. Like, I think, I think the, the, be- <laughs> the best, like, ever one, two. We need, like, two more championships before I can, like, say nice. it with my chest. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Th- that's my hot take. Yeah, two more, I might say it with a lot of, lot of stuff. I might say a lot, <laughs> a lot of things. I, it just Right? It's just Steph's the best offensive guy. I don't think it's close. And Draymond, when he's locked in like he is right now, it's, it's a scary sight. It's a scary sight. And they do you make think, they make do you so think there's anybody – uh, I was gonna say, do you think there's anybody on the level of Steph and in, in, uh, Giannis right now? Is there anybody else in that tier? Because a lot oh of people are, are going off at the beginning of the season, weirdly, like everybody's scoring thirty a game. But what Giannis did to the the Nets, by the way, the other day was, <sighs> yeah. To me, to me, the next two are are Jokic and maybe Luca, mm-hmm. and and so KD looks okay, looks pretty good to start the season. Yeah, I mean he can score the ball, but like Jokic, <laughs> friend of the show, Jokic, Jokic is tricky because he can make the entire team go, but then he's he sucks at defense and like he it, it's at a position that it matters, you know. Facts. Like it's it's not like Steph where it's like all right, is it you can get away with a point guard? And by the way, Steph's a fine defender, but like you know at center, it's a bigger deal that he can't move. Yeah. I, I never know what to do with him because it's like you watch their games and you're like, this is clearly well, he's one of the regular, best players in the He's a yeah. regular season, like, go. As of right now, I mean, you watch – I watched Nikola Jokic eat AD alive last night. I thought it was every second was amazing. And you're just sitting there and you're just like – When he hit him with the Sambor shuffle, that's my favorite <laughs> move. It's just, it's just so – it's so um, disrespectful. How's he shooting with his left left leg off the ground? You know what I mean. Like, what is what is that going to? I, I, anyway, um, Luca, Luca, and uh, and Jokic. 
Luke is already up to 28% body fat. I love it. Dude, he's so fat. It just he's <laughs> so fat. It's absurd. I, I was I tweeted this earlier. Luca, Jokic, and Steph, three of the top four or five guys in the NBA, look they don't look <laughs> like they should be three of the top five guys in the NBA. I mean, look like look at them. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, Giannis makes a lot more sense. KD even. And then you look at you look at Luca's fat ass and they're like, dude, that guy averages 35 a game. Easy. Easy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Luca Luca plays like like all those white hoopers who who go to the rec center who you never think like you're like all right hey he's I'm gonna make him prove it I'm gonna make him say he got to score before I before I run out and then yeah all so right, it's you're down Bird. seven two yeah, yeah he's cooking you <laughs> but he's but he's doing it in the NBA against everyone that's like where it's right. just, at a certain point you just gotta be like I don't I don't know what to do with him obviously. The fact he can't move is probably a problem on defense, but, but yeah, shit. Thirst. What do you have tonight? Another another forty. His the he is, and it's similar to LeBron because Harden was one of those stat guys where it was like you could tell he was going to get him. Not that not to Harden's an all time great, blah 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 blah, whatever, whatever. But like when it comes to accumulating stats, like some guys like LeBron do it effortlessly, where it's like. LeBron could have a shitty yeah. game. He's getting 27, 7, and 7, right? Jokic is the it's, same it, way where he can it's have It's in that. the flow. He's, like, getting the team going, and then he's like, all right, I got to yeah. press right now because we can't get a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Jokic will have, like, a 30, 15, and 8. And it's like, man, that was – you got your numbers. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, shit, like, hey, you're an impactful player. We know you're a winning player. And you got those numbers, so like I don't really know what to say about it, but it, it don't it doesn't hit sometimes the same way that some of the other uh the other guys. Cause I would say Luca, I didn't know what to do with Luca for a while, but I think I've capitulated and I, I think I got him third. Uh and then Jokic slightly behind. I think Jokic, Katie, um, Braun, uh, that's probably definitely not right Embiid, top. by the way. Embiid who was yeah, in the top man. Line, like yeah, Whoa. he was in mine, uh, and uh, I don't know. He he folded. He failed me. I had to take my L on that. Embiid's Embiid's He's French on the- now. <laughs> <laughs> Embiid gets pushed up the rankings because he's likable. Like, and I, I like. I think he's fucking. I think he's hilarious. Like for sure. I, he seems he seems like someone I would enjoy being on my team, uh, personality wise. But it, you know. He's figured out how to joke his way out of being trolled for always f- flopping in the worst yeah. moments and failing. Anyway, that's my yeah. anyway. That is a Philly bad, bad basketball watch. Appreciate you, brother. No doubt. Philly is the worst watch. Oh, my There's God. not even a question. There's not even a question in my mind. Who is a worse watch? Than I'd rather Philly. watch Detroit. Detroit. I'd rather watch Jaden Ivey and Kate. I should you. I'd rather watch. Well, we about to we about to watch them on playback together on Sunday. Sunday. Um, Sunday. During the Niners game, it may may make the Niners game better. May make that. You know, it's hard to say, but we're we're gonna double screen it. It'll be fun. Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Steph is the most in control of himself i've seen him in a regular season ever it's it's like he took that finals performance against boston he's like i could get any bucket at any time in the crunch time and it's just been absolutely amazing to watch um yeah and as i i was reading kerr's post-game press conference the thing that stuck out to me about the kaminga stuff was he said he needs to learn how to win essentially which reads as him saying he wants to get in his bag and He's kind of annoyed at that, and he's trying to get him back into the GP2 stuff that he was doing last year. So that's what I see with that. But other than that, defense looked way better. It was in half court. I don't feel like Miami got many good looks. It was all transition stuff because we threw the ball to them 20 times. So, Yeah, yeah. Ryan, appreciate you. Yeah. As always. I'm not ready. My guy, Ryan. What's that? I said I'm not ready to get into breaking down just how terrible some of the passing was in the Warriors game. No, we're, just, no, we're, just, we're just gonna call it ta- we're gonna call it game five. We're just vibing, you know. 19 turnovers, you know, just typical, typical dubs. Um, he, Ryan, by the way, Ryan makes a good point about the about the Kaminga winning basketball stuff. We'll get it. We'll get into it again, but that's 100 why he's not playing. He's, you know, he he's uh he's going out there and he said I'm him. 
That's what Kaminga does when he gets on the court. He said, like, I, like Kalena said, he said, I'm here. Like, literally the other day, the other day he goes in the game against uh, um, whatever. God, and he, I, I'm, in my head, all I can hear is, is Kalena going, I'm him. I'm him. And, uh, Kalena's got to like, you know how, you know how Constantine Towns deepens his voice? Sometimes I'm like Kalena. You gotta, you gotta go lower. You gotta, you gotta baritone it, Kalena. You gotta go. You know. No, anyway. we, we absolutely do not need him pulling Carl Anthony Towns' voice immodulation. <clears throat> no, <laughs> Anthony Edwardson. I don't like him. You know, dude, dude's talking about how Anthony Edwards should be eating Popeyes or whatever. Like, dude, what are you, you guys? You guys, you guys think that's funny, but to me, as a professional athlete, I think that's uh, I fuck think that's off. Just, fuck off, cat. and I like cat. I, just, I mean, I mean, I, I think you like nine threes a game at forty percent. But, <laughs> but dude, stop. Anyway, McWalter, bring us home. McWalter. Yo, what's up? What's up, dude? What a game! What a game! Steph dropping another thirty bomb on everyone. It's fucking awesome. I, I can't believe it. Kaminga's not getting any minutes, but you know, it sounds like he's not working his ass off. So that's okay. Maybe he just needs to hang out in Santa Cruz a little bit um, and, and get some fire lit under him. But um, they're going to need that later, right? Uh, someone that's hustling and kind of crashing the boards from that four spot. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But I liked what you guys were talking about, like who's in that tier with Steph on the top end. I really think Luca's there. I mean, he's he's just phenomenal. I mean, he just he wrecked the Nets tonight, um, which was great. So um, he just took over that overtime, um, just finding people. How, right hey, hey Walters, how how petty are do you feel petty when you root against the Mets or sorry, the Nets, the Nets? Or, sorry. No. Now I got the Mets in my mind because we we're trying to get the trumpets going for you foreign, but like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You know, like I, no, I do not feel petty about rooting against the Nets. They're awful. They're like a fake franchise. They tried to rebrand themselves. Some cause I have, a, I, have, I have a little mind fuck about it because on one hand I have a, I have a soft spot for friend of the show, Kevin. Um, because he did help, he contributed, you know, it's a very important part of two title teams and I'm not going to be a hater, but on the other hand, I really don't like the way they play basketball. And part of me really does enjoy watching Kyrie Irving dribble 84 times before taking a shot while Ben Simmons is standing there with his hands up like this, wondering why nothing is going on and everyone's going to just blame everyone except for the two most obvious candidates in it. So anyway, I'm talking to myself in a circle, but I'm just looking for you to validate me for hating. Oh, hate away. <laughs> hate away. I mean, like Josiah owns them. I don't have any love for Josiah. You know, it, it's <laughs> totally fine. Um, I don't hate him either. He's neutral to me. But, you know, like it, it's one of those like whatever. Um, and, and then you Katie leaving to go to New York. What again? Whatever. Kyrie there. Whatever. Like they're they're not very good. So why do we care so much about? I mean, other than it's great story, you know, right? The um, artist. Yeah, you know, maybe he'll do something good. I mean, th- there's always the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's goals that they can have, like realistic goals. You know, maybe Ben Sim- Simmons decides to dunk the ball once. <laughs> small steps Kyrie you know maybe he gets the flu shot uh, we don't know right baby steps start, start, start baby with steps <laughs> yeah we'll start, start with, with the flu start shot with the scarier shot the less scary shot <laughs> yeah exactly you start with the less scary shot nothing bad happens you can move up to the better one I mean th- that's the team baby steps we, we got a coach who's never coached before he just sat on the Warriors bench forever absorbing how Kerr didn't know how to run his lineups and then he left so now he runs crazy lineups like Kerr <laughs> used to um, and then he's wondering why things aren't going well um, you know they're, they're, whole, they're a mess so but that it's a fun hate watch I mean who doesn't want to like have a fun hate watch that's true that's true but yeah, I mean, we should be stoked about the dubs. I mean, other than the fact that everyone thinks that James Wiseman can jump an extra foot than what he's possible, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't really understand that. Like, either he's not timing his jumps right, or no one knows how to pass him the ball. And I don't think it's the latter. Um, but you know, even Steph said in the post game, "Hey, we got to do better on our entry passes and our passes in general, leave right?" It, and yeah, that's a common thing. 
it's the oh, best, it's totally. the best human being. Just thrown, yeah, he's just gonna politic it away. A Thirty-five point triple double where he hits the most ridiculous pass. Like you know, my entry passes weren't good. Yeah, enough. he's just he. Steph is just the best type of best type of that. That if if you're talking about a leader of a basketball team, that that's what you want. You know, it's not another. Uh, uh, look at LA, you know, LA and the, Oh my God. I thought you were wearing a Lakers hat, Sam on camera for a second. I thought it was, it was Come on, little, man. Yeah, a little rattle. I don't know. I thought it was Come a Lakers on. hat. I'm offended. You'd think I'd even yeah. do that. Yeah. That's true. That's facts. Um, anyway, Although my I point was, it. you do yeah, have one. I know no. you have one. No, 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 no. All no. Chinese people have a, it's a rule that all Chinese people have Lakers gear. It's just like the Lakers are the biggest brand. And uh, any, anyway, my point was to say the Lakers <laughs> are a street market where you can get one. Yeah. I'm going on like 20 tangents. Today. I mean, you have yeah. Dodgers gear too. Is that also a requirement? Because they're never, big... I could never, although, I, you know, one surprise. I do you, own Dodger. a Dodger hat. So, but you're not, but you're not a Giants. Like, you're no, not I'm a not, Giants no, fan. So no. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't concern you uh that the though the dodgers winning the nl west 20 times and then never winning the world series like it's just no i i do think that's hilarious actually it's <laughs> like like I, at one point i was i was envious of their ability to put together a winner but now i'm just like eh. <laughs> it just it feels so like some james harden bullshit so i mean how good is it how good is it for goober goober's got the warriors goober's got the dodgers uh maybe he could own something else in the Bay Area to help us out. <laughs> Who knows? That guy, everything he touches turns to gold. Sony turns to gold. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> what's up with Goober, but everything he touches is good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we will... Uh, is that it? Hey, Walter, you got anything else? We'll be out of here. See you on Saturday. Oh, no. Wait, wait, road trip. Road trip. We're going 4-1, 5-0. I, I'm hoping for 5-0. The only game I'm worried about is the Pels game because it's yeah. the second of a back-to-back. But I I think 4-1 is, should be a total reasonable That's expectation for all of us and we should be stoked to watch it watch them beat up on some kids over the weekend it will be great good stuff good stuff let's appreciate go it, appreciate everyone tuning in tonight Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.